Welcome to Atmosphere Church. My name is Jim Cruz and I'm the lead pastor. We're a new non-denominational life-giving church located in the Conejo Valley, just west of Los Angeles. Let me just say on behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this service. We pray that it'll touch your heart and change your life. In addition to bringing you today's service, we wanna make ourselves available to you in any way we can. Please leave a comment if you need prayer or if you wanna speak with one of our leaders in any struggle that you may be facing right now, we will be sure to respond to anything you need in your life. Here at Atmosphere, we believe that we should never forsake the gathering together with other believers. Don't use this recorded service as your church experience. Get involved in the local church to the extent that the people there know you by name. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be a part of our community. For more information about our church, go to our official webpage at atmosphere.church. Finally, there's a lot of man hours that are put behind making services and resources like this available that are meant to help you grow and develop as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you and really for others who are also desiring to grow in their faith. To make a financial donation, simply click on the link on our site that says donate and your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Remember, when you give to Atmosphere Church, you're actually giving through Atmosphere to change lives in our church in our city and literally around the world. We've already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. Enjoy the service. Good morning, Atmosphere Church fam. Pastor Jim here, lead pastor of Atmosphere Church. And we are so grateful that you joined us for our gathering today. And do we have a treat for you? I'm up in San Ramon, California, ministering at our sister church campus called Brave Church. And I'm letting them know the amazing ways that God is using our new church to change lives and see people healed and see families restored. And in my place, I have a friend and a mighty man of God stepping in to share the word with you today. And I want to introduce him to you. His name is Pastor Kevin Nickerson, and he wears a lot of hats these days. First, he's the official chaplain of our Los Angeles Rams, and he's also the youth pastor of Mission Ebenezer Family Church in Carson, California. And besides that, he's the founder of a nonprofit organization called Game Breakers Academy, where he's helping build young men's lives to exceed and defy their expectations. Would you give a warm atmosphere church welcome to Pastor Kevin Nickerson? Go Rams. How y'all doing? Is it afternoon yet? No, it's still the morning. So good morning. Good morning, atmosphere. I want to say thank you to Pastor Jim for and the staff for having, having me and my family here, my wife, Bibi, she's in the back. She, she might have to run out and get some of our, our kids. They might start, you know, rattling some cages over in there. So she, that's why she's sitting in the back, but my wife and I, and my, my brother, Chris, he's here with us. Uh, and so just thank you for having us, the, just walking into the, into the, to our church here. Uh, it just felt awesome, just the, 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 the warmth and the love that was shared walking in the, this morning it was amazing. So uh, I want to say thank you to Pastor Pastor Cruz and just the, the staff here, man. You guys have been a blessing. So let's give the, the staff and, and Pastor Cruz a, a hand. 
Worship was amazing. Again, it was amazing. I love the songs. Uh, Pastor Jim told me that you guys were having a summer in the songs, right? Is that what you guys have been doing? Yeah. Remind me? Okay. All right, and I, I was going to do Psalm 119, uh, but I decided we, we didn't have that much time to, to do 119. Figured you probably already done Psalm 23 and done all the, the other things, but uh, I started reading this book called Dark Clouds and Deep Mercy, and it spoke to my soul because that was that that is the place that I'm coming out of, uh, a place of lament, a place of sorrow and despair. And so as I was reading it, it began to minister to me. And I was like, man, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I just go there? You know, because I feel like inside of church, church is probably one of the, the, the fakest places you can be. <laughs> you know? The church is the fakest place you can be. You know, you, you're not transparent with, with one. We're not transparent with one another. Uh, and sometimes we're not transparent with, with God. And I feel like Psalms, Psalms 13, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But it really ministered to my soul. Uh, and I found myself wondering how to respond to God in the midst of my waiting period. And so we're just going to spend some time, time in, in Psalm 13 today. But uh, I'm sure many of you when, you, when you know how long something is going to take, you can, you can endure it. You, can, you, you, you bite your teeth, you grit your teeth, and you just sink in. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm here for the, for the long haul. Right? You guys, are doing, you're, you're able to do that when you know how long something is going to take, right? See, this Friday... Uh, I don't know if you, I have children, I have four children, I have two girls and two boys, and, and uh, there's this movie that came out on the Disney Channel, I don't know if you guys watched it this, this Friday, but it was like a big thing in our house, The Descendants 3, you guys never, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, you guys have no idea, well anyway, so it's a, it's a Disney show where uh, my daughters are like, Dad, we got to watch Descendants. So all week I was watching Descendants 1, Descendants 2, and then Friday I watched Descendants 3, but we had to record it. We had to record it. And, and before we started, I said, hey, 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 Lydia, can you uh, tell me how long this, this, this is going to be? You know, an hour and 55 minutes. I was like, okay, yes, I can do this. All right, I can do this. I can do this. I won't fall asleep. But, we, you know, women, mothers, mothers in the house, you know, when you, when you conceive a child and... And you know it's going to take nine months to get that thing out of you, and you can have your body back. You can grit and bear it. You can, when you know how long it's going to take, you can do that. Going to work, you know, nine to five. Most of us work nine to five, Monday through Friday. We know when Friday comes, you step out of the office like, yes, I got my weekend. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go to, to the golf course, Los Robles. I'm going to, you know, give me 18 holes. But when you know how long something's going to take, it, it allows us to, to endure it and go through it because we know when it's going to end. But the truth is, with God, we don't know how long we have to wait. We don't, we don't know. When it seems as if God's presence is, is far away from us, that's when we start questioning and, and asking, asking God, man, where are you? How long? And so I imagine that, that 
you found yourself in those situations before asking God, man, how long? Didn't you say that you were going to do this? Didn't your word promise us this? But, but how long? When will it happen? What's taking you so long, God? <laughs> and so I know that I know that that you can relate to that because I, I mean, that's speaking directly to my soul, asking God how long. Some of you are waiting for a blessing. You're waiting for the praises to go up and the blessings to come down. Some of you have, have been waiting for healing in your body. Uh, the cancer has been ravaging your soul or ravaging your family. You've been praying on behalf of, of your family members saying, God, please heal them of the cancer, Lord. Please deliver them from that. Some of us have been waiting for a promotion. We've been praying. We're going to work every day. We got our uh, suit and our tie on and we're sitting at our desk and we're typing and we're first to send our emails. We're turning in all our work on time and we've been praying and asking God and we're waiting, God, when is the promotion? Some of you young people in here, you guys have been eyeing that young girl and you're like, I wonder when is the right time for me to go and ask her to... to uh, go to the prom with me. Like, you're asking. Like, the, she, the young lady right there, she's laughing. She's like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for somebody to ask. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Some of us are waiting to, for that baby that you've been praying for. You've been having problems having babies. And you've been praying. You've been waiting. God, I've been faithful. I've been doing everything that you've been, you, you told me to do. You told me to be fruitful and multiply. And I've been practicing, but it's not happening. Some of us are praying for, we're waiting for our son or our daughter to give their life to Jesus. They've been, they've been running from God. They've been addicted to a drug or they've been addicted to, to some behavior. And we've been praying and we've been waiting. And I want to tell you that it is hard waiting on God. But the beautiful thing is, is that we're not the first people that experience waiting with God. Psalm 13, we're going to learn a little bit about that. So if you have it, it'll be on your screen, but I'm going to read from my iPad. I kind of don't like this. I like reading from the Bible, but this is, I guess, the new wave with technology. So I'm going to read from the uh the iPad, so don't mind me. When you have it, say amen. amen. You guys sound excited this morning. <laughs> Psalm 13. How long, Lord? Hmm, I know some of you have asked that question. How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord, my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. Hmm. But. How many of you guys know that there's always a but? 
but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praises for he has been good to me. I'm going to read that again. But I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praises for he has been good to me. Has the Lord been good to you? Man, I was so excited when they started singing those songs. I wanted, to, I wanted them to just keep playing. You are good. You're good. Because we, be, we need to be reminded every day that God is really good, even in our period of waiting. You see, David, you see, he, he's teaching us a lot. How long will you forget? Man, can you imagine the turmoil that was going on in, in David's heart? Like, seriously, like, I was driving up, me and Chris and I were driving up uh, up the 101 this morning, and he was like, because we were talking about what happened in El Paso with the, with the killing, with the man walking into a Walmart and, and just being reckless and taking the lives of 26 people and won't, or, or the tw- of 20 people and wounding 26 people. And he was like, oh, did you hear about what happened in, in, uh, in Dayton, Ohio? In the, in, the, in the club where somebody else, I'm, I'm thinking like, God, how long? How long will you let this happen? How long before you show up and, 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 and take all of the bad and, and just fill it with all the good stuff? How long? And so David is asking this question, how long will you, will you forget me? Are you, have you forgotten us here? Have you forgotten us? Are, are, have you hidden your face from me? Man, goodness gracious, can you imagine? And feeling like God has forgotten you. How long must I take counsel within myself and my enemies prevail over me and say, guess what? <laughs> you lose, I win. Man, Abraham was called when he was 75 years old and he was given a promise and you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to be a father of many nations, but how would I be a father of many nations and I don't have a son? You'll have a son. You'll have a promised son. Then it wasn't until he was 99 years old that he had his son. Can you imagine him waiting and trying and waiting and trying and waiting and trying? How long, oh God, will you make me wait for the promise that you said you had for me? God wants us to learn how to wait. I think God also wants to teach us how to be transparent with him and, teach, and, and ask him for anything and know that we can go to God for anything. God is a big God. He's a big God. He, man, when you ask him a question, he's not going to get offended. I, would, I, I guarantee you he would rather you ask him and talk to him than talk to someone else. I guarantee you he would rather us talk to him about, hey, God, hey, how long are you going to forget me? They say, God, man, you forgot me over here, man. I was, I was asking for this and I was asking for that and you didn't, you didn't hear me. Here, let me go to the bottom. Maybe I won't, maybe I really won't forget. Maybe I'll really forget or maybe, maybe you'll really forget me then. But I guarantee you, I, he would rather you talk to him than talk to someone else. The Israelites, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The promised land. You're going to, I'm going to send you into this, to this land flowing with milk and honey. For 40 years, they wandered around the wilderness, waiting and watching and asking and complaining, despair 
anxiety. I don't know if you anybody feel me in here this morning. <laughs> Waiting on God is hard. It's a hard thing to do. Jesus, our Savior, our King, my King. His daddy hid his face from him. My God, my God, as he's on the cross, why have you forsaken me? Why did you leave me here to die for me, for, for Kevin? He is, he is a bad boy, but you want me to, you have forsaken me for, for this people, for these people? Waiting is hard. But I think David teaches us how to wait. I think he teaches us how to wait. It doesn't matter how long it takes. What I want you to understand is that we will trust God. We will rejoice in our salvation and we will sing a new song. And I know some of you are like, sing, I can't sing, I can't hold a tune. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But let's talk about what this trust looks like. I remember uh, my last year playing in in professional football. I played professional football for seven years. I played two years in Canada, uh, five years in in, in the Arena Football League. And in the last year that I played, it was in 2008, I was playing for the Arizona Rattlers, and we had a good team. I was the second leading receiver on the team, so I was balling. I was out there doing my thing, and I had gotten hurt. And so, you know, when you, you, you heard the saying, you can't make, make the club in the tub, but I was on the team. I was doing really well. And then just one day, out of the blue, they called me and said, hey, Kevin, we don't need your services any longer. <laughs> but my wife is pregnant with my first son. I'm like, so, Lord, why? I've been doing the right things, but I've been waiting. I've been, I've been waiting for this opportunity my whole life, and now you're just going to take it away from me? And I remember driving home, packing my stuff. I was upset. I was anxious. I was in despair, man. I was, I was praying the whole time. I was like, God, man, why? And as I was driving... My cousin, she sent me a text and she said, I, don't, I normally don't call you, I normally don't talk to you, but here I want to tell you this, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, make your request known to God. He'll guard your heart, give you what you need. Two days later, I'm, I'm at the pool and I'm I'm struggling. I'm like, Lord, every night I'm on my knees. I don't know about you guys had those nights where you're, you're desiring something and you want something. You, boy, you pray hard when you want something, right? <laughs> you get prostrate when you want, you know, the whole nine yards right you there. You on the floor. You all you there. I was praying like that. I was on the floor. Lord, give me another job. I just want to play ball. I want to finish my season. Two days later, I get a call from a coach. He says, hey, man, I want you to come to Orlando. I want you to finish. I want you to play ball here. I want to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to play. And it was amazing. I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I see what this trusting thing looks like. Because it's hard to trust when you don't see. It's hard to trust when you don't know. But David said it doesn't matter how long. How long, oh God? How long? How long? He asked him four times, how long? He said, no matter what, he said, I'm going to trust you, God. I will trust in your unfailing love. 
Then he said, we'll rejoice. Let me go back, though. Let me go back there, because here's what I think we need to understand as, as people who are, are striving to be closer to God is that, that we need to have that um, even if not kind of faith. We can't have the, the genie in the bottle type faith. You guys understand what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about? Like when we say, hey, God, we need you now here. Let's rub the genie. And then, boom, you expect God to pop up and come down with his hairy hand and be like, you have your blessing. That's not what we need. We need the faith that we need, we need to know. And I believe God wants to know that he has a people that even in our waiting, we're going to trust. Even when we don't see him, we're going to trust. Even when, when the things get a little bit hard, we're going to trust. It reminds me of the story of the three Hebrew young men when, when, when they were, were asked to bow down and, and when the music started playing. And they was like, this is so encouraging to me. He said, uh, even if God does not deliver us from the furnace, we will not bow down. We will worship our God. And we need to have that kind of faith and that kind of trust in the God of the heavens, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who parted the Red Sea, the one who, who sent his son to die for us and, and rose him up on the third day with all power in his hand. That is the God that we trust in. That's the God that we can put our trust in. A job, we can lose our job in any minute. A boyfriend, he'll leave you right now, especially <laughs> on the little, all the stuff that they can see and get access to. They probably got three different girlfriends in different areas because you can be Instagram boyfriend over here, Instagram boyfriend over here, but I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think, I just, I have daughters and I just want to make sure that they're okay and that they don't <laughs> run into things because if they ran into a young man like me, my goodness, like today. So I want to, but, but, but serious, we need to, we need to trust in, in that guy. And I believe David was, was showing us how to trust in his unfailing love because I don't know about you, but has God been good to you? Has he displayed some unfailing love. When we are unfaithful, he's been really, really, really faithful. And he said, we, we need to, he said, I will rejoice. He said, my heart rejoices in your salvation. Now, rejoicing is something different. It's not, it's like this joy that comes from within. Like, when you see people, like, just smiling all the time and raising their hands, and they're just like, man, things can go wrong, and they're like, man, it's all good, man, God is good. I'm blessed, and I'm highly favored. You ever heard anybody? It's like, there's this lady at our church. Her name is Carla. How you doing, Carla? I mean, literally, she was from the trailer parks, and she had nothing, but every, from the time I met her 15 years ago to today, how you doing, Miss Carla? I am blessed and highly favored. When you see her worship the Lord, her hands are rubbed. It doesn't matter. She's like, I'm just praising the Lord. I'm, I'm serving right where I'm at. I'm, I'm where my feet are. I'm serving the Lord. And when we rejoice in the salvation of God, when we, when we think about what God has done for us, when, when we think about God not giving us what we deserve, if, that, if that's not enough to rejoice about, then I'm sorry. Because you got to understand David. Man, he was in the caves. He was on the run. He had seen God deliver him from things. 
And so for him to say, I will rejoice (laughs) because of your salvation, he meant it. And some of us, I don't know, I don't know if, if we understand what salvation means for us. I don't know if we understand the severity of what Jesus did for us on the cross. I don't know if we understand or if we, if we, if we believe that it's enough for us to rejoice the fact that somebody took your sin for you. The fact that he took my sin, he took all of my junk and all of my, all of my, my dirtiness and he said, I'm going to put it on me. If that's not enough to be joyful about and to rejoice and say, thank you, God, then I don't know what. We are entitled people. We are people that do not understand. And so David is telling us we need to rejoice. We need to contemplate constantly on how God has redeemed us and did not give us what we deserve. Just think about that when you're waiting. Think about that when you're waiting on your blessing. Think about that when you're waiting on your, on your promotion. Think about that when you're, when you're praying for, for your family member to, to, to be delivered from cancer. Pray for that. Remember that when you think about your son and when you think about your daughter. Remember, like, man, I'm going to rejoice in this. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say unto you, rejoice. And then he said, the last thing he said, he said, then I'm going to sing. La, 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 la. I am going to sing. Our trust should lead to praise. So our trust in God, because he has shown great love to us, should lead to praise. Should be singing. David, man, can you imagine the songs that David was singing with his heart? It was beautiful, Mike. I bet you it was just beautiful. I wonder how he sounded. I wonder if he sounded like Michael Jackson, if he sounded like, you know, Michael Bolton. I don't know who he sounded like. I, I'm serious, like, you know, or I, I really like uh, uh, Michael, Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I love him. I love his voice. His silky sound, I like that. I wonder if David sounded like that when he was singing this song. Hello, hello. But anyway. But. It said, I will sing the Lord's praises, for he has been good. Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and and with my song, I praise him. And so what that means is, as you're waiting, you can't be quiet. As you're waiting, you can't be quiet. As you're waiting, you should be walking around the house. You should be singing, you are good. Lord, you're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. You got to start singing. You got to start singing because he's good. Lord, you're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. Because you are good. You're good. Oh, you need to try that. When you're at work and it's hard and your boss is getting on your nerves, you need to think about singing. <laughs> I was at my auntie's uh, retirement party, and they said that's what would get them through the day because she would go, because she was a midwife, and she would go in, out, inside, in and out of, in and out of rooms, and they would have some bad patients. You know, you've ever been de- de- dealing with a mother who's delivering a baby? 
baby, it could be a little touchy, you know. I got four, and I've been in the delivery room a lot, and it was, it could get a little sketchy sometimes. And what they said was they could always, they would always hear her singing, like, songs to the Lord. And they were like, how that encouraged me. And so I would sing songs to the Lord as I'm registering people in and I'm bringing people in. I would just start singing. And the joy of the Lord would just fill them, even when it was bad. It's like they just start singing. And I'm wondering, what song are you singing today? Are you singing a song? Are you singing a song of despair, anxiety, depression? Are we, are we being bogged down by those things? And so I would encourage you, the next time God seems to be moving slow, when you face a challenge, I would trust you to, I would, I would ask that you would trust God no matter how long it takes. I would ask you to trust God no matter how long it takes. I would ask you that you would remember the salvation that God has for you and what he's been in your life and what he's been in my life. And I would ask that you would rejoice in that. And then I would ask that you would sing a song of praise to the Lord. I don't know what your song of praise is. But I would ask that you would sing a song of praise rather than going to the depression, the anxiety, the worry, the fear. I would ask that you would sing a song. I would ask that you would do it. Sing it in the shower. Sing it before you go discipline your son or your daughter. Sing it because you know, whew, I've had to sing a lot of songs. <laughs> but I would ask that you would sing a song because I believe that God is trying to move us into, into a time of trusting him more. The world drops so many things on us, and it's like, hey, man, I want you to trust in this as opposed to trusting in God. God is calling us into, into deeper trust. The world is, is dark. The world is dark. There's some bad things going on around there. And if you're like me, then you're praying and you're asking God, how long, how long? How long, God, how long? But I would encourage you to trust. And for David, there is no indication that things got better for him. There was no indication in this psalm that it got better for him. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if he answered It didn't matter really, truly, if his enemies prevailed over him. It didn't matter to him. And so in the midst of our waiting, because I know there's some people in here that are waiting. You're waiting for something. You're asking God for something. If you're not, then, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can call you a Christian. (laughs) You should be asking. You should be waiting. Hey, Lord. What's up? How you doing? I know you heard me. I've been praying. I've been asking. You said it. Knock. Seek. Ask. I've been doing it. Nothing's happening. So in the midst of our waiting, 
We need to trust. We need to rejoice. And we need to sing, which generally leads, leads us closer to the cross. I'm wondering what would happen in our communities if we all began to model this trust and this rejoicing and this singing that David showed us. I wonder what that would look like. What would that look like here in atmosphere as opposed to living in despair? And I, and I want you to make sure you hear me this. I want you to hear me say this, that I'm not telling you uh, not to ask God. I'm, I'm telling you, you probably should go and ask God. I'm telling you that you should go and say, Lord, how long? You should ask him, are you going to allow the enemies to continue to do this to me? You should go and ask him that. You should talk to God that way. But when he does not answer, because there's some times when he might not answer, when you want him to answer, you better still trust him. You better still rejoice in your salvation. You better sing a song. You better sing a song of salvation because he is good. He is so good. And so what does that look like with the community of people trusting, rejoicing, and singing? I'm going to invite the band. Is there, are they here? Yeah. <laughs> they, they better be, huh? They better be, huh? If they not, don't worry about it. Now I'm just joking. Is this my time to get off the stage now? Oh, yes. <laughs> so just come down here. Yes, yep. I'm trying to, you know, get with the program. I don't, you know, I want Pastor Jim to invite me back. I don't want him to be like, you're a disgruntled man. You did not listen in the meeting, nothing. You know, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want him to ask me back, you know. But seriously, when we think about that and having a community that trusts the Lord, I can start playing if y'all want to. <laughs> what does that look like for a community that will model that trusting, rejoicing, and singing? I could tell you what it would look like. Or in my mind, I could tell you what I think it would look like. It would look like a people with their hands raised up in sincere worship. It would look like people being laid out before God, trusting and knowing that he's going to come through. It might not happen when you want it, but you know he's always on time, right? Remember the song, I don't know about you, but when I, when I would go to church as a young person, there was, there was a song that we would say, saying Jesus is on the main line, tell him what you want, just call him up and tell him what you want, and for real. He's on the main line. You can really call him up and you can tell him anything. He's greater than any psychic hotline. He's greater than any self-help hotline. We can trust any. And so I want to I want to pray for you. I can pray for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's a program director, so I'm just making sure that I'm in line. I got this clock right here, so I'm on I'm on time. Am I on time? Am I, I'm early. I, man, look, man, I'm just asking, bro. I'm just asking. I'm just asking, man. Not, but if, uh, what I would do is I would just ask if there's anybody here in a period of waiting that may be struggling 
with God. Like, God, how long? For real, man. You, there's some things that's going on. And I don't know if I should have you close your eyes and do things like that, but, I mean, David was transparent with God. Shoot, he laid it all out there. Like, why can't we lay it out in front of our brothers? And so if you're, if you're waiting on something, I would invite you to just stand and we're just going to pray together. I'm going to stand twice. I should be up here because I'm, I'm waiting upon waiting upon waiting. But I want to ask you something. I want to I ask you, man. Will you trust God in this waiting? Will you trust him? Will you commit to rejoicing in the salvation? Will you? Will you sing a song? Will you sing? What song will you sing? Find a song. My favorite song right now is So Will I. Have you ever heard that song? So Will I. Look it up. My version that I like, I like two versions. Osby Berry and Tori Kelly. They do a wonderful job singing that song. So Will I. You should find a song to sing. So let me pray for you. God, we love you so much. And as David sang the psalm in 13, how long, how long? He made a request. But at the end of the day, he chose to trust you. He chose to rejoice in his salvation. He chose to sing to you a song of praise. And so I pray that as these people, as your people, as we sit here and and as we wait and as we might be wrestling in our heart with how long, God, man, you got these enemies. I feel like you have forgotten me. I want to tell you that God has not forgotten you. He can't forget what he created. He desires great things for you. And so I pray that that we would trust in you, God. I pray that you would begin to break down these walls. I pray that you would remove the anxiety. I pray that you would remove the despair, Lord. I pray that you would fill them with your love. I pray that you would encourage them in only ways that you can. I pray that you would fill them with your spirit. I pray that you would let them go out with boldness, trusting you. I pray that their waiting, their trust would lead to the cross of Calvary. So we bless you now, and I pray that you would show up in a mighty way as we wait. We bless you, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you for tuning in today to another message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and even on Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and click either the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. And until next time, we pray you'll keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love. God bless you.